everyone, welcome to another episode of Trip Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are speaking with Leanne. So we are going to give her a few moments to join in on the live and then we will get started. I hope everyone's having a lovely Saturday and I see Leanne right now. Hello! So good to meet you. Good to meet you as well. How are you? Doing so good. Happy Saturday. Yes, happy Saturday. So are you ready to get started? I'm so ready. <laughs> so let's first start by talking about this very, very important day. We're yeah. celebrating something. Can you tell us what you're celebrating? No, it's crazy that we had planned this day without you knowing that today is my one year of being pull free, which is crazy. <laughs> That you were like, work. I'm like, it works great, actually. <laughs> that is wonderful. So tell us, you know, what um, what factors do you think play a part in that? Was it just something that kind of happened and you were like, hey, this is cool? Or was it more planned? Yeah, so I, um, so I live in Scotland. I'm from the U.S., but I live in Scotland now. Last year, I was here visiting my fiance at the time. He's now my husband, which is great. Um, <laughs> I was here when the pandemic happened um, and my trick had been not great leading up to that. And then it just got worse, like during all of that. So I was like stuck, happily stuck in Europe with my fiance, but just like experiencing all there was in the beginning of the pandemic and all the unknowns. And it was really scary and chaotic. Um, it just got really bad. And so eventually when I came home, I, um, I was kind of ignoring it, you know, when you're like in a pool spa and you're like, it's not that bad. Like, yeah. I look at it. It's fine. And I just was not, I knew I was pulling a lot and I knew it was not managing it well, but I was choosing to ignore it. And then I had a dream that I like looked in the mirror and it was really, really bad. And then I woke up that morning, like, it's not going to be that badly. And just look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror and it was just as bad as it was in my dream. And so I like, had a come to Jesus moment in the bathroom and was like, this needs to stop. Like, I've had this since I was 11. I've gone through all the therapy. I've done all these things. I know the skills and the tools to do, but I was just like, enough was enough for me at that point. And so part of me kind of like grit and bear it, the like stubborn, like, I'm just going to fight these urges <laughs> with brain power. Um, and then largely a lot of that was like, okay, let's remember the things that you know how to do start to reach out for help, hit up your doctor, ask to see a new therapist, like taking those steps that really are uncomfortable to take and like making a choice. So for me, it was like an absolute conscious decision. And then I started to try to find communities again. I'd been a part of some Facebook groups back in the day, but they just were really like toxic places, I think. And then I found one and was like trying to be really encouraging to people. And this woman like DM'd me was like, hey, I'm actually an admin at this other group. I think you would really like it. And so I joined it and it's such a positive place. And that really, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not alone. I remember I got my people like mm -hmm. they're around me. I started finding other Instagram accounts like, like yours that are really beautiful and like encouraging. And I think all of that sort of like snowballed and the longer I did without pulling like, 
the more energy I felt, like the more, you know, you have just like more armor you have to like fight it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a long year. And, and I essentially, I should be bald. Like I shouldn't have any hair on my hair, like mm -hmm. my head this year. Like there's no rational reason <laughs> for that to happen mm -hmm. other than putting in a lot of hard work and like some of it's grit and bearing it. Some of it's being really vulnerable and sharing. And some of it's like making the right choices and like, right. uh, myself up for success if that makes sense <laughs> well congratulations and that's really wonderful advice because you. you know it looks you might see people on the internet and they might say oh but it looks so easy for them it's like no actually it was like really hard the whole time I think that's true with like all the like you look at like the weight loss before and after and I'm like oh man like when did they just go on keto diet and lose 30 pounds like what the heck but I'm like, oh, yeah, like, unless you know the person personally, like, you don't see the, like, day that they stare at a chocolate cake and cry or, like, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I think it is, like, a day-to-day -day thing. And there are days. There's, I've been a year pull-free, and there's still – I touch my hair every day. Mm -hmm. And now my hair grown in really, like, kind of kinky and, like, it's all gray. All the new growth is grown in gray. <laughs> like – it's girl like look at these grays <laughs> so like okay. I'm touching my hair all the time but like I can I like even this week I was like I can't don't pull you're so close <laughs> yeah yeah I think even still like be having a year under my belt it's still a challenge every day and I know you've struggled with that too like you can go for 10 years or go for three years or go for six months and you feel like you mess up but that's mm -hmm. like the big in groups and I'm sure it's a big one of the big things that you've probably felt or other people have shared with you is like as soon as they pull one hair or maybe it's like for five minutes or whatever it is they just are like I just ruined all my progress and I'm like no you didn't you had six months where you didn't pull that's progress and that's great mm -hmm. even if you you could call it failing I'm like if you stumble like if you stumble we all do it like mm -hmm. if it happens you just give yourself grace and you just keep moving on like I think mm -hmm. That can, that's like one of our biggest vices, right? Is that like shame and guilt surrounds trick and mm -hmm. you're doing it to myself. I'm like, no, your brain is just wired differently and that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think that is a huge thing as well to like, remember that even mm -hmm. if you, you do pull or like it happens, like that's okay. And you just keep doing, as long as you're working towards a positive place, you're in a good spot. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's great. So let's backtrack to the beginning. When did you start pulling? Where from? And how has it like progressed over time? Yeah, so I started pulling like same like most people around puberty. So I was like 11 um, when it started happening. And I, I remember like the first time I pulled a hair out, it wasn't because I was compelled to do it. I had gotten like a microscope kit for Christmas or something, a little science nerd, and was like looking at my hair in the microscope because it's really really cool because you just you know you don't get to see that stuff every day and I had pulled the hair out like to the root and was like looking at the root and I remember that like not it didn't hurt and someone was like oh does that hurt when you do that I'm like oh it doesn't hurt um and I don't really have a very clear memory of how it transitioned from like looking at my hair in a microscope to then like actively pulling my hair out there was mm -hmm. a, a some traumatic family stuff that happened around that time as well that I think probably triggered the anxiety that was like ready and waiting living inside my body to be like I'm ready let's do this <laughs> and I pulled 
from like my temples. So I have pictures of me from middle school, like when I was like 11 to 13. And I look like, like a little old lady because I, I, I look, just look like a receding hairline or there's like really thin wispy hairs like all on the side. And I always pulled my hair back in a ponytail so you could really see it. Um, and I have vivid memories of people like laughing at me, but I was like, I wasn't super sure what was happening to me either. Um, but my parents were like really tuned in super fast. So they, um, we went, I went to therapy like really young. I went to the therapist. Mm -hmm. I have a weird memory of her being like, let's role play. You pretend to be your mom. And I was like, this is a trap. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> there and I was like I'm not pretending to be my mom right now it's not happening <laughs> um so yeah that I didn't know what it was there was no name I'm sure it was there was a name for it then but like I had no idea what that was I was like in the early 2000s mm -hmm. um and then I stopped for a while there was probably a good chunk of time between like seventh or eighth grade through like my sophomore year of high school that it just like went away um mm -hmm. and I with my parents to be like I had a chart and was like every day you didn't pull if you didn't pull for a month I got a pair of roller skates <laughs> like oh, it was great my brother was like what the heck how's she getting treats for doing nothing and I'm like hey, yeah. <laughs> um and that like really helped the sort of like reward based idea for a kid um but then in high school it just flared up again um and I got really good at learning how to hide it and I got pretty bad. So it moved from like my temples to like my hairline. So I had this like divot in my hairline for a long time. And I was like, it's just my hair. Like I just, that's just what my hairline looks like. And then it sort of landed forever here in the back of my head. Kind of crown is, which is pretty common. Like where if you've got a cowlick, usually that's where people pull sometimes. Um, I never pulled my eyelashes or eyebrows out. There was like a very small period of time where I was like, I wonder if pulling my pubic hair would be better because then no one would see it. But that didn't have like, didn't last very long. And also it was like much more painful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember as a kid, like staring in the mirror for a really long time, like looking at my scalp and looking at my hair and I would spend hours in like really weird positions, just like looking, which is funny because you think that's so specific to your experience. And then you talk to other people with trick and they're like, oh, no, we all had to do that. Like, <laughs> um, I, like I could only be in the bathroom for like a max of five minutes. So I wouldn't get caught in this like I'm staring at myself but it is like kind of true that a lot of people have that sort of like you get kind of stuck in this trance of like examining your hair or like staring in the mirror and then you notice something off and you're like oh I need to get rid of it um so yeah that so I'm, a, I'm a rambler so sorry <laughs> but yeah the high school and then I we ended up finding another therapist for me then um and the Boston I, went, I grew up in Boston so it was the Boston Center for Anxiety and Related Disorders card but it's right down the street from my high school so I would go after school like once a week and people were like why are you getting off on this train stop like this isn't where you live and I'm like I just have to get the Dunkin Donuts bye and would like run every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was but that was the place where they gave it a name. I had never, I didn't know what it was, didn't know the name of it until I went to this um, specific anxiety like therapy center and had a lovely therapist who was probably like younger than me at the time. <laughs> like she's probably like in her twenties or something. 
And um, yeah, she was really great. And that's where I learned like cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, mm-hmm. a little CBT, which really helped me. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not everybody's style, but that helped me to be like, think about things logically, become a really emotional person. I react to things really intensely. I'm an anxious person. I can't necessarily always think super straight when it's stressful. Really mm-hmm. helped me. Okay, what's happening? What's the rational thing? How do I rationalize what's happening to me? What What do I know is true? And then like spread out my feelings and finding the root of my urges was great because my trick is beautifully, wonderfully, horribly linked to my anxiety. So when I manage my anxiety, my trick is also managed, which is great. It's like mm-hmm. I say, feeding two birds with one scone. Um, <laughs> that's so good for the friends out there um yeah so that's uh that really helped me and I think that carried me through a bit through college I went to school outside of in Michigan so out of state I was away from my family and I was good for a while and then I kicked back again and so I had like long stretches where I didn't pull which is like not super common I think I think more people have like shorter bursts but I had like years of space between pulling where I was like I know I can do it mm-hmm. it's just like putting in the effort to actually manage my mental health really well. And that's really hard. Like it, it's easy to be lazy and to like let it or, or easy to get given to just being like, this is just who I am and that's fine. And some people that's okay. Like some people are like, I have trick. I'm going to always have trick and that's fine. And like, I respect that. But for me, I was like, I can beat this thing. <laughs> so it's been a long battle. Me and trick are duking it out all the time. Um, <laughs> And then in my adult life, uh, it kind of waxed and waned. I would like be doing well and then have a big, a big breakup and it would like trigger again. So it was probably like 2012 where it started to come back uh, and just kind of maintained through the, the last like five or six years at that, just kind of at a mild level. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's been a lot of like learning how to hide it and buying a lot of brown tinted hairspray or like <laughs> dry shampoo or like learning. Yeah, I think it's like if you've got anything for like make, like you're spending money on eyebrow pencils and eyelashes and like all that stuff, it adds up. So I, I'm, I was always curious to know how much money I actually have spent on like bobby pins and hairspray yeah. and stuff like that. But the funny thing is, is like, no one ever noticed unless I told them. And we always think that people are like staring at your face, you know, like, or looking at your head or looking at the top. You're like, oh, what are you looking at? I'm, not, I'm like always fixing my hair. But the thing that people always said was, oh, I would have never known. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so stressed about this. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long road and it's not been pretty. And it's, not, it's not been fun. And I didn't think my hair would grow back because it's been 20 years of damaging it, essentially. But it has grown back. It's just white. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that the gray hair has a, has a different texture. You said like a, yeah. kick, uh, like a wiry kick. So that, you know, props to you because that is like my, my thing. I'm like, give me that, you know. If I even looking at it, I'm like, but I always would randomly have white hairs. And as soon as I saw white hair, I'd be like, great, bye. But now my whole head is white hair. Like, it's just kind of like fading. But I have, I have one cool, like, white streak that goes in the front. But <laughs> yeah, so that's my trick journey, if you will. Yeah. So you mentioned that you, no one noticed, but you would tell them. 
did you tell people when you were when it first started like did you have friends that you confided in or was it more like later you would tell people yeah I, I didn't tell any well I told someone in high school it was the first time I told my two friends um and they they were I grew up with them but I also went to high school with them and I was like these this seems like a place I can I can trust them whatever and it was really bad at the time it sort of was like from here all the way to here so I always had either like my hair in a bun with a headband or like for ages I had like a real deep side part that was like over here which was fine because it was like all the email kids were doing it anyway so <laughs> it didn't look too out of the ordinary in 2005 um but I told them and they and I showed them and they laughed at me like mm -hmm. just like and I, I think it was when I look back at it like they're both lovely ladies like I know them now and they're wonderful humans and I never hold it against them but like at the time it was just teenagers like being uncomfortable like when mm -hmm. someone tells something that's like kind of intense and you're just like i don't know what to do with that that's weird Leanne. you're so weird you're crazy you know and they just laughed and i never said anything to anyone until i was in college so it was like <laughs> five six years later i didn't say a dang thing to anyone except my family knew which i think is helpful like i know some people that don't no one knows and they feel totally alone and they only have a facebook group or like me like I've been a few people like I haven't told anyone my husband doesn't even know and I'm like all right <laughs> let's start finding you a place of community that you can trust people because that's gonna breathe a lot of life into you and like relieve you from a lot of this stress um but I met someone in college a good friend of mine and he's a guy and it's not common that you meet a guy that has trick like anytime a guy who has trick posts in the group I'm like wow like welcome I'm so sorry but I'm glad you're here <laughs> And he pulled his eyelashes out and he didn't know what it was until I told him what it was. I was like, I, cause I, we were like talking about something and he was like, oh yeah, I pulled my eyelashes out. And I was like, oh, I pulled my hair out on my head. And we were both like, oh, and just kind of basked in that space of like being known and like being seen. And if we were each the first person we had ever met in person <laughs> that were thing. And I felt really empowered by that. And I wasn't going around being like, hey, everyone in college, guess what? It took me a while to be like, I think I can be more casual about this because I don't think people, the people that I have in my life now are not going to care. And mm -hmm. if they do care and they have a problem with it, then they don't need to be in my life. And that's mm -hmm. a hard thing to learn. It's a, I mean, that's a life lesson in general, right? You want to surround yourself with good people that, trust, like, that you trust and that care for you and that you can care for them. Mm -hmm. And so... I got to a point my senior year of college, I was in, I studied photography and I was like, I want to do a project about people that have trick, but I only me and my friend. <laughs> but then I tell my class and I'm going to find people. There has to be more people than me. Like I know the stats, like at least there's got to be at least 10 people in my vicinity that probably have this somewhere. <laughs> And so I stood up in front of my class and I was like, hey, guys, I have this thing. This is trichotillomania. This is what it is. I've had it for ages. I explained to them what it was. I explained what I wanted to do. It was like a portrait series. And then this other girl in my class raised her hand and said, I can't believe that you're saying this right now. I have trick. And I was like, no way. And I was like, <laughs> it was almost like someone's like oh that's your favorite baseball team mine too and I was like yeah that's great I mean it's horrible that this is the thing that we have but it was like the joy of community and like that 
all I did was open a door for her and she had never told anyone either, but she unprompted just told an entire classroom full of people that she mm -hmm. also and would love to be a part of my projects. And so in the end, I only did photos of me, this girl in my class and my friend. <laughs> the only people I could find, I was like, how do I, do I send like an all school email out? Like, hey, mental health people, like who's, who's got anxiety? Um, <laughs> Cause it was a hard thing to do, but I like interviewed them and then we took photo. I like had like my phone rolling, like while I was taking their pictures and it was, it was a lot about like self image and like mm -hmm. how you see yourself and what beauty means and what like, yeah, it was really cathartic I think for all of us. And then all three of us like had someone else that we knew. And from then on, I was like, I was, I'm previous to that. You go to the hairdresser or like, and I would lie why my hair. I was like, I have a little brother and he put gum in my hair. I'm like, A, I don't have a little brother. Not true. Just <laughs> like lie on lie on lie. I'm like, they would look at my hair and be like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I was like, oh, I know. Like, I was like curling my hair and it burnt my hair off. Like I came up with all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff. I have alopecia. To me, that felt like a better reason mm -hmm. why I have hair that like, I have a disease, I'm not, I'm doing this to myself. Like, mm -hmm. and I, it's so crazy to me. that <laughs> like, I would come up with these lies to be like, this isn't real, like, I'm not doing this. And then after I had talked to my friends and like, did the college project, I was like, F that, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. I so I would go to hairdressers and was like, they would look and be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And I was like, I have trichotillomania. You need to know about this. You're a hairdresser. This is the stats. Many people have it. This is a website you can go to look at it. <laughs> like, the, and like, I need help. I need you to be an expert. And I need you to tell me how to like style my hair. I need help. I don't know how to do it. And like, I've been doing it this way for ages. How do I care for my hair better that it's like damaged and brittle and thin? Like, help me <laughs> and after that they were like oh wow or like oh wow I've heard about this and that was around that time that I started going to another therapist in Boston um Dr. Cuthin or Cuthin Nancy Cuthin she's like one of the top researchers she's like all in the TLC uh like does all the research there she's a great researcher didn't love her as a therapist but <laughs> um she recommended the website to me and on the website there was a list of hairdressers that are like trick friendly which is awesome um or like any there's like any different like it could be like cosmetic stuff it could, could be a hairdresser but they're all like aware of what it was knew what it was so I started going to a hairdresser that like was uh, kind of like specialized in hair loss or trick which was super dope and through that I met another hairdresser who was like, I want to learn more about this. And like, I talk all about it. <laughs> and so anytime I've gone or moved to a new city, I find a hairdresser and I'm like, I'll email them or call them. And I'm like, hey, I have trick my hair. This is what my hair is kind of like. Do you have something that could help or like know what to do? And they're always so receptive. I've never had someone be like, oh, oh my God, gross. Like, I think there's the stereotype that like the reception girl at the hair salon is like going to be a jerk to you. <laughs> I think like people that are passionate about what they do is like making people feel good and making people feel beautiful. Like they were always on board. So I like shout out all my hairdressers who have like really taken care of me and like, and that there's just such freedom and being able to say that and you walk in and they just know and you don't have to talk about it or you can. And like, it's terrifying the first time you do it. 
because you're like, everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I kind of think I'm crazy. <laughs> but if you say it out loud, it's like, oh, okay, great. I can keep doing that. And I think Trick, uh, Trick had this power over me, right? Like it kind of holds this thing, this reins on your life and you feel shameful and you feel sad and it can get really dark. But I just was decided that it wasn't going to, like rain over me like I took away its power by being able to say this is it this is what I have I'm going to name it and in naming it it wasn't as scary I think that's like a huge pro tip I have is like like get educated learn as much as you can about it and when you shine a light on it and when you say it out loud it loses its power which is super great <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's wonderful now, you know, you've, you've mentioned being, you know, open and telling everybody now. Did you have any thoughts about telling your now husband? Did you tell him right away? Or were you like, do I wait a little bit? Or how was that experience with him? Yeah, I think in most of my previous romantic relationships as well, I was, I was pretty open with it in the beginning. Because I think, like, it's the fear of, like, when they're going to touch my hair, they're going to like be close to my face or my body. Like mm -hmm. I, I always tried to be really open with the, about it. But the great thing about my husband beyond how handsome and lovely he is, he's also a social worker and a therapist. So <laughs> it was not something that he was like unfamiliar with essentially. I don't think he knew a about it, but it, it didn't phase him. I don't think. Um, and I, and he's been so wonderfully supportive. Like, I think people are, yeah, like most people I know are afraid to tell their partners or tell their family, um, like the people that are in their most intimate circle, um, because they think, or they've experienced people being like, just stop. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to, let's say that, like, stop. <laughs> no one says that to, like, oh, you have like a broken leg, like, just stop having a broken <laughs> leg. Doesn't work like that. Yeah, he's, he was great. I had no hesitation about sharing that with him in part because I knew when I met him, I was like, I'm gonna marry that guy. So <laughs> I was like, here's my whole life. Are you ready? Like, let's do this. <laughs> but he was very sweet. When I came back um, after being, I was in Scotland for like six weeks, mid like height of the pandemic, then came back and I was like, okay, I need to tell you, this is out of control. Like he knew I had it, but like, I don't think he knew the level at which I was really struggling at that point. And then I opened up to him and immediately he goes on Amazon, like, boom, buys me all these fidget toys. And he went and found a shop like based in Michigan. It's called a therapy shop with like two P's and any pay. Um, the they ship nationwide and then they might even ship international, but he bought me like a trick specific pack of like 20 fidget toys <laughs> and they just got oh. sent to my, and that was huge. Like, I think you're you know you have the right people in your life they're gonna be supportive and maybe they can't like always buy you sweet things but like it was awesome mm -hmm. huge motivator for me um and he would I think too like we we kind of came up with a good system of how he could check in with me because I think language is really important so he would ask like hey how's your pulling and I would say I'm not pulling <laughs> I'm like mm -hmm. that's helpful thing like hey I'm checking in he was doing like a great thing by checking in with me and I was like can you just ask me how my hair is I think that's a better way to phrase it instead of like how's your pulling I'm like I'm not pulling so ask me something different and so mm -hmm. we were communicating like my needs for that um which has been great so I was able to be like 
30 days or like six months or like tomorrow's the year. And this morning he got me a little gift, which is so sweet. And like a happy anniversary. It looks like a, looks like a wedding anniversary card. It's like a little happy anniversary card. And he got me some cool like art prints, which is awesome. And like, he's been great at celebrating with me for the wins. Like we always go get bubble tea on like a big month mark or something like that. And it's really small, but it's great to have someone in your corner, whether it's like your spouse or your partner or your best friend or even your parent or like reaching out to someone that you know who has it online and like finding an accountability buddy is huge. Mm-hmm. I think being alone in it or in any kind of mental health arena is like, it's gonna, t- it's gonna be 10 times harder to face it or to overcome it or to have a sense of hope if you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you mentioned your parents using like a reward system for you. Um, One time I, you know, I asked a question to the people that watch Trick Talks, like what would be something you'd want me to ask? Um, Mm. And they like how, um, what you liked about what your parents maybe have reacted, you know, to your trick and things that maybe you would give advice to parents, you know, about how to deal with the child with trick. Yeah, I think it's so hard, right? Because as a parent, you see your kid suffering and you want to just be like, you just want to take it away and you, you can't. <laughs> like you just have to walk <laughs> alongside of them in a way that maybe they were, weren't prepared for when they became parents. And I, I wouldn't, you know, I look, I think about my parents and the, initially it was like the just stop. Like we don't, they didn't understand. And it was like, just stop doing that. Or like they'd see me touching my hair and they'd like yell at me. <laughs> you know, it's like, stop picking your nose. It was just kind of like that. Like, get that out of your mouth. Like, don't touch that. Like, stop touching your hair. And it always, then it became this like negative thing and that stressed me out. And I wanted to pull my hair more, just reinforce the anxiety. And I don't blame them for that. I think that's a normal reaction to have. But I think if you're a parent who's like, okay, what do I do? I think that first instinct to just be like, hey, kids, stop. Just don't do that. (laughs) But I think like coming up with the way, same thing with my husband. I was like, hey, can you say, how's your hair? Not how's your pulling? Whenever my mom, I was like, if you notice this happening, even as a child, I was like, if you notice me doing this, let's come up with a word that you can just say. And then I'll be more aware because I'm not always aware that I'm doing it. And more often than not, I'm not aware that it's happening. Um, and so it was like wombat or something silly. <laughs> so I, my mom would just like whisper it. And I, I just watched your um, talk with, is it the habit aware or nudge? I can't remember if those are the same it's, thing. Um, habit, it's a habit aware, the keen. Yeah, the keen bracelet. And it was like she, her, her husband just like touched her wrist or like went to help hold her hand. And I think that's a really nice way to like first establish that you're the awareness of the behavior as a parent. But I also think like, like, yeah, whether that's, I'm going to gently touch your hand or I'm going to say the the safe word or the like trigger word that we need so you can become aware. Um, but I also think like, I just have these out in front of me, like buying lots of like silly, like stupid fidget toys is so satisfying and like keeping them everywhere. And like, if you're, if your kids notice where your kid is pulling, like, is it in front of the TV? Is it in bedtime? Like, and make sure you have these kinds of things like all over the house and they're fun and they like look like they're for kids too, which is great. And I think doing research, like learn as much as you can about it because it won't be as scary to you because you know the facts. 
Um, and then try to find, you know, some level of therapy if you think like your kid's ready for that or your family is ready for that. But I think mm -hmm. the thing to avoid is the like punishing a kid for it because you're never supposed to like punish anyone for having any kind of mental health issue. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's like default, right? It's like, oh, it's a bad habit and it's different than a bad habit. I think bad habits like not picking up your dirty socks, you know, uh, mm -hmm. having your brain wired differently to compulsively want to pull your hair out is not a bad habit. It's just something you need to like learn how to manage and with healthy boundaries and like healthy behaviors. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful. What do you like, what are your thoughts on that? Have you like had parents reach out to you and like, what have you said to them? Yes. So I have had a few parents reach out and I always just say, you know, every child is different. You know, like yeah. I, my dad was like hands off. Like he would, he and I wouldn't really speak about trick. And then my mom was very, very hands-on. And so I felt like all we spoke about, but it was a nice balance that I had, but also what worked for me, like might not work for, you know, another child. So it's just like, you know, trying to talk to them in an open, you know, conversation without judgment. And like, I, I did feel a lot of the times like, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing, you know, it was a lot of questioning. It's like, let me come to you. Like, yeah. let's let's phrase this in a way that I'm going to like want to share because I'm usually like, you know, I have a big pulling episode. And I'm like, mom, Hey, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I want to be able to, to feel comfortable enough to share this. Cause I don't, obviously I'm not happy with what I'm doing, but I think that, um, you know, instead of like that questioning, when did it happen? Who did this? What happened? It's like, let's just have a nice calm conversation about it and then go from there. Yeah, and I think, yeah, creating that space where you feel safe to bring it up at, at, when, at a time that you feel comfortable doing is awesome. And that's nice that, you know, maybe like that your dad, you were able to just go to your dad about other things, you know, that it was like a different space for you to exist in, uh, which is mm -hmm. kind of nice. I think same thing. My mom was definitely like the hands-on one. Um, and my dad really did help with the like keeping track of stuff and making sure, um, yeah, that we were like, got to mark off our calendar and got to pick out a cool prize or whatever it was. So I was really grateful and am very grateful to have parents that were like on board from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and too, like my mom was telling me that my grandmother was had dermatillomania, so skin picking and, it, and they don't know there's like, maybe it's genetic, maybe it's not. I know there's like some research on it that sort of links it genetically. So then I was like, Oh, okay. So it's not this like, totally weird strange thing that no one has and I'm the only person in the world I think they're really good about like normalizing it for me mm -hmm. so I feel what I always felt like I was, was like a freak you know <laughs> like just weird and I even had a therapist that was like you need to stop saying that about yourself she was like you're not allowed to call yourself a freak or you're not allowed to call yourself crazy anymore like those are now swear words in this office and you can't use them and I was like okay like sure <laughs> it took me a long time to be on board with that but yeah, I like that your approach is like every kid's different. And mm -hmm. I and I think you know their kids really well, right? So like do what works best for your kid. And like if it's like, hey, we're gonna go instead of rollerblades, like we're gonna go to like on a hike or we're gonna play Minecraft or I don't know what the kids are playing now, but like Pokemon Go. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I think in a reward system is kind of great depending on your kid, but it worked really well for me because I really wanted rollerblades. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And it's like, also, you know, we have a similar 
journey in the sense of like we were younger it kind of stops we get so like different age groups require different things like me as a moody teenager i'm already mad at everybody and yeah. i'm mad at myself for like pulling my hair out i there you're gonna have to do something different like i you know you have to handle me with more care than when i was younger and i was like needing your guidance like now i'm a teenager and I'm like, i don't care about you like you know because i'm just that's how i was yeah so, being a way to bond with me then when I'm really not super like open to it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think something my mom would always say was like, I'd be like, are you mad at me for doing this? Like I'd come to her being really upset after a pulling episode or something. And she would just say like, I'm just sad with you. And like, honestly, just that like coming alongside someone mm -hmm. is so beautiful and so lovely. And it's so simple just to be like, I hear you and I see you and I'm sad with you too. This makes me sad. I'm not sad, like, because of you. I'm just sad with you because you're sad, too. And I thought that that was a really lovely – she still does that to this day. I'm like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> but it just, like, helps it. you know. And I, and I think that, that there's, like, beauty and power in that as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And like you, we kind of – I was, like, not necessarily thrown in therapy, but when it happened, we were like, let's figure this out. And I had some therapists that like didn't know about it at all. And I felt at like 11 that I had to like explain these things. Did you have yeah. similar react, like, um, you know, uh, similar meetings with therapists where they like just didn't know anything? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like the therapist I had as a young child was like, even as a kid, I was like, this is really dumb. <laughs> this is weird. This lady is weird. She wants to like put puppets and I'm like, I'm 11, like, I have rollerblades, leave me alone. Um, but, like, a key part of that is, like, people, right, there's, like, still stigma, even though that, like, therapy's cool now. Like, there's still a huge stigma around doing it. I think there's, it's become less uh, of a stigma to go to therapy, say that you're in therapy, say that you have a therapist. Um, but still, it's so hard, and, and it feels embarrassing. And I, and I think there's a huge difference between saying, like, therapy doesn't work for me and mm -hmm. this therapist doesn't work for me <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's okay that you have a therapist that you had explained stuff to and then it's okay that you don't have to go back to them mm -hmm. and I know especially in the U.S. with like being able to afford that level of like health care um, or at like specialist care it can be really challenging but there's like lots of great other options there's like online therapy and everything's on zoom now anyway and I think now is like the time if people are on the fence about it to like, just try it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be dating a little bit. Like it's a bit like online dating. It's like Tinder. <laughs> You're like, I'm just going to keep swiping until I find someone that's like, Oh, you like the office too. Cool. Let's vibe together. Um, Cause it is like, I, I don't know how many you've had, but like I've had a handful and they weren't all great. I even had the top person in her field in Boston. Who's like nationally renowned. And I did not get along with her at all. Mm -hmm. And she was not very kind to me. So I was like, cool. I don't need you to be my therapist, but thank you for the small amount of time I spent with you. Thanks for doing all that research. See you never. Like, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I this that like thought I had, like I, my last visit to a therapist was she was like new. I had put on lotion in the parking lot and was like, it was put way too much on. And I came down and I sat in her office and we were chit-chatting just like our first meeting. 
and I was like, oh, so I have trichotillomania, and that's really why I'm here. I'm trying to manage it better. But I was, like, rubbing my hands while I was talking to her. And she's like, oh, and you have a hand tick as well. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my hands. Like, no. But thank you for, like, trying to find something that wasn't there. So I didn't go back to her because I was like, hey, I didn't really appreciate. But I just, like, told her yeah. why. Um, and that's okay. Like, you just got to try to find someone that works for you. And, and it does stink when you, they don't know what it is, but I found that TLC like BFRB.org website is really great. Cause they have listed therapists that like know what's up and also like talking to your doctor, like if it's your primary care or GP or whatever, like usually they'll be able to know someone who can, they can connect you with. And I think that's a scary thing too, but like just being like, Hey, you're a professional. Like, I'm always like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. But, like, ask. Your doctor's there to help you. Like, <laughs> medical professionals are there to help you. And I know people have had great experiences and not great experiences, but I'm always like, just ask and find someone that was a good fit. But it, it can take a while. So that's the crummy part about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like also when you're younger, I don't know if you had a similar experience, but some of the therapists that didn't necessarily know about trick, like they always wanted to bring my parents in and like have this whole thing about them talking to me. And it was, to me, it just wasn't, I'm like, I don't want to get like yelled at in yeah. front of you, like, and have these awkward conversations. Cause like, then I go home and I'm like fighting with my parents and I'm like, yeah. this is not helpful. Did you have something like similar to that? Oh yeah. She was like, let's pretend that you're your mom and you're, is you and your you just pulled your your mom you just pulled your hair and my and at that point my it was like the like hey stop doing that why mm -hmm. are you doing and I was like my mom yells at me about this sometimes so I'm not gonna do that <laughs> just outright flat out refuse to pretend to be my mom being angry with me or she was like pretend to be your mom like when she's when you're in trouble and I was like this is a trap I'm not doing it <laughs> and it they I think my parents my mom only came like we went to that therapist together because I was really young but then in high school I went I think I went she came one time and she just like introduced herself and we maybe we sat in there for 10 minutes together and then that therapist was like great your mom doesn't need to be here you can come here by yourself you know like and that was really so yeah I think it is it is weird because like <laughs> yeah you want yeah. it to be like hey, this is about me and like I think I don't know if you like they think your parents have something to do with it or whatever, you know, like, I think it's just like uneducated, uneducated, like, mm. not the therapist action happening there. And now mm. that I have a husband who is a therapist, I have a very high standard of like, therapeutic practices. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and also now it's, you know, I call if I go to therapy myself, I'll call ahead and be like, who knows about this? Yeah. Time. You need to know. Yeah, don't precious time thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah there's been you know I always talk about this example because to me it's just like the funniest one the man I walk in I'm with my mom because it was our first session I think I was like 17 and I'm like sitting with my legs crossed and I'm like yeah trichotillomania and he goes you know do you see bugs crawling on the wall and then my foot just goes you know I start tapping my mom said she noticed that I was just like oh my gosh do you see bugs do you hear voices and I'm like, what? You know, I was so frustrated going in there. And my mom said she was just like, oh, yeah, we got to go. Because the foot started tapping. Because I'm like, I pull my hair out. What? what? Bugs on the wall? Really? I got to go. Sorry. It's 
funny because that almost makes it feel like some 1950s, like you're ma manic, like you're, you have this mania, Rachel, trichotillomania. It means that you're like, need to be put in an institution because you're like ripping your hair out of your head. And I think that's the like character of it, right? Like I always tell when I explain it to someone, I'm like, you know, the phrase like, I'm so stressed. I like pull my hair out. I'm like, what's up? That's me. I do that. Yeah. But I get my hair out in cartoon clumps and like run around with like no clothes on and being like, ah, I'm crazy. Um, yeah, it almost feels like this person had like no concept of subtle mental health <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you're like bugs on your face. Let me get them. Boom. <laughs> no, and it's true. Like if you notice in any sort of movie show, it's always the person in a straight jacket. Like, and I'm like, first of all, I don't pull my hair like from here. Like I'm getting, you know, there's a whole thing to it. It's not, yeah, like yeah. you said, clumps. Like that's not yeah. gonna feel really good. It's just you're. It's portrayed as this like crazy, uncontrollable thing. She's like, no, I'm a regular. I'm not in a, like an asylum. I'm you know, yeah, is me of this story. So there, the only place I've ever seen Trick depicted accurately in a movie is the movie Adulthood with I think it's Charlize Theron, and she mm -hmm. plays like a adult like in her twenties, thirties, who's just like not being a good adult. Like she doesn't know how to adult, right? She's like mm -hmm. drinking, whatever. She has Trick, and they show it. Like they they don't explain it. But they just show that she she's just like sitting on her bed and it's like a close up shot of her like wrapping her hand. I was like, oh my god, holy crap! And so I was watching this in like a young I was in like a young adult group with my church and we were like watching the movie and had a little discussion about it afterward. And a few of my friends in the room knew, but I wasn't like super out at that time with like everybody. Mm -hmm. And pastor was there who was like great pals with me like he knew as well but like he didn't know that this was in the movie and so I just like looked at him really fast and was like looked at the tv and like made eye caught like a few of my friends just like turned and looked at me and were like whoa and then in the end <laughs> someone was like I thought it was really weird that she like pulled her hair out they like didn't explain that like what the heck was that and said something like kind of negative or like nasty about it and then I was like, oh, in my head, like I could feel my friends like looking at my face. And I was like, well, and just like, was like, here I am. I'm just going to tell this whole room of people. I think I was at the house. I was, it was like in my living room. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go tell like 25 people at the, at the same time. Because <laughs> I felt compelled to be like, first of all, what you said was really rude. Second of all, this is why I mm -hmm. have I do that. That was the first time I've ever seen it depicted in media accurately and without like a lot of judgment. I mean, this character had a lot going on and they, I was interested that they added that as a habit, like a, a piece of her character. But yeah, that I was like, oh God, now I have to explain it to all these people, <laughs> uh, which I guess in the end was a good thing. But yeah, like it was the only time I've seen it. Not like, yeah, someone who's like crazy, just like in the corner, like talking mm -hmm. about so yeah, that was strange. I also remember there was like some commercial, it was like a pizza commercial or something that like blew up in one of my trick groups and they were like, let's call Pizza Hut and like boycott them because it was like a cartoon character that like pulled all their hair out or something and uh, they were like offended by this. And I'm like, are you offended by that? <laughs> like I thought that was like, mm -hmm. like I didn't find it offensive. I just thought it was st stupid advertisement, but it was like. Yeah, it gets depicted as this, like, ridiculous thing that and I think most mental health disorders get depicted in media like that as well. That it's, like, 
yeah, this, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I agree with you. (laughs) Well, no, I've heard someone say before, like, they'll say, you know, they do things that are um, within the realms of like OCD, but they're like, oh, but I'm not checking the door handle this many times. The doctors are like, well, no, that's movie OCD. Like you could still have OCD. It's just not like, you know, it's not as. My gosh, I'm so OCD. And they are like, organizing their bookshelves I'm like you're not you know you're just organized like this that's not what that means <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw in another movie called the internship it's like Vince Vaughn and oh, Owen yeah. remember the boy he just pulls and I thought it was interesting that he does that he like starts here and then you see him touch it and then by the end it's like one whole eyebrows yeah. gone the only thing I have to say about that I find a little strange is um that you know, he just did the whole one. I feel like, you know, in my experience, I'm doing, I'm doing both. I'm gonna go yeah. back and forth. I'm not just focusing on one. I'm like, you're close, but I feel like, yeah, you know. it's so interesting to me that like I'm wondering like, oh, do those writers like, does a writer have trick? Do they like know someone that had it? Do they, you know, is that like, what's the what's the reason behind depicting it? And I'm like down with depicting it, <laughs> um, yeah. but I think. There also needs to be some level of explanation because I think in both those movies, there's like no explanation behind it, right? It's just like, oh, that person doing that thing that makes no sense to me as like a normal, like a normal person. Um, yeah, I think there there could be more information about it. I know there was a documentary that was made, isn't it? I think it's called just called Tricksters. I can't remember. But there was a few people I knew that were like adjacent to that documentary so that was kind of cool I never ended up watching it but I know there is one about it and like Becky O who's a big like the OG YouTuber about it she's like she was like a big part of that as well um I found her channel like ages and ages ago so that was really cool to like see someone in the public like being like I have this thing and this is Mm -hmm. what it is what's up I never DM'd her a messenger but I was like you're cool good job (laughs) thank you yeah, I um, I when Tumblr was a big thing for I think we're the same age, so I think when Tumblr was a, was a thing for us, I would like message people who I would like search hashtag trick for me and like yeah, and people and be like hey I have it too and like they would message me back and ask me questions I like wouldn't respond I don't know why I was just like not ready to talk but I was like me yeah. too, me too. Like, hey I'm here <laughs> but that was, like, oh cool of that like I don't know I think you like liked one of my posts and then I saw your feed and was like this is dope she's having all these amazing conversations with people that are like it's just so great to see and I had seen is Hattie she's English as well I had seen her uh Instagram before as well so I thought that was super cool I think she's an admin in the Facebook group I'm in so that's also nice but yeah she like just having a like a space like someone just commented like this is great I'm a lash artist like this is such a cool conversation to have like great you should know about this because people that come I'm sure she's got people that show up to her Mm -hmm. studio that are like help me you know like that's the cool thing about getting lash extensions is like it's like or like fault whatever it is like you can't it and like that's that's okay and I think that might maybe it helps people not pull like I think putting barriers there are really great as well so yeah props to you for like having this as a space for people I think it's so awesome and I like recommended your um, page to people because it is really like it's you go there and it's not triggering in any way because you have it like beautifully curated I don't know how you make the grid look like that but it's super dope 
and like your poetry is wonderful but it's also like you're talking about real things but you're not going there and like seeing a picture of someone like pulling their hair out which is on the front page of the like the bfrb website you go to like slash trichotillomania and it's like a hand and i'm like ah i don't want to look at that like that's triggering for me so i always recommend your page to people when they message me when i like I really only get messages when I do post about trick because then people see the like updated hashtag or whatever. But I'm like, here's a couple places that you can go that are safe and like lovely. And you should check them out. Our was super cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, um, when you get into the zone, I remember you talking about the bathroom time. That was like a big thing in my life. Like I'm always in the bathroom, sitting on the sink, like going to town. What are some that you would do to kind of like snap yourself out of it or was it the time limit that really helped yeah I would straight up bring like an egg timer into the bathroom like an anal like a physical analog egg <laughs> and was like cool you have 30 seconds go and like or I would try to like yeah do my hair there's a mirror so when I live with my family there's also a mirror next to the bathroom so I'd like do my hair there so that like other people could see me doing my hair which is a vulnerable thing to do but I think yeah as soon as that that door is closed it's like game over <laughs> you know? like no one's in here and even this day like sometimes I like I'll just like stare at my scalp because I'm like what's up with that or I'll like look at a hair I'll like take a photo of my hair and like look at it and then I'm like okay wait no like this is a road you've been down. And so I think a huge part of stopping or like managing it well is just becoming more aware of like your habits. So if you know that you're in the bathroom going to town, like what are the things that you can do to like prevent that time like extending, 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 right? So it's like, okay, I'm only gonna go to the bathroom and I actually need to go. Or like put a sign up on the door that was like, hey, dumbass. <laughs> or like, hey, like, stop doing like <laughs> to myself sorry I'm like oh. <laughs> uh, hey like look at like stop and like take a breath like why are you standing at this door or I would like write on my mirror my husband's when I was staying in the UK uh he would like write on the mirror that was in my room and write like like lovely encouraging things that was like you're beautiful or like you're like so we were people of faith so he would write like lovely like encouraging bible verses on there of like you're and wonderfully made like and I do that too like I'll write on the mirror that's like it's cool man you're good and like all the things that you think that are like negative when you're in that space mm -hmm. and then your brain is just like let's pile on all the stuff that we're gonna like make you feel bad you know mm -hmm. I like write it down like what are these things that I know are true about me or I like ask my friends like hey what do you like about me and then I like write those things down and mm -hmm. maybe fill that space that's your pull space with all the positive stuff, you know, or like you have a timer or you have like, I know like tweezers or things like tools like that can be really tough. So it's like putting them in a place that like you have to go out of your way to get them if you actually need them um, are ways you can like set yourself up for success. But sometimes I just have to like give myself a stern talking to and call myself a dog. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's true. I think, yeah, especially knowing what, if I, if I'm sitting on the sink, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's gone. Like, don't get up there. It's, it's not going to end well for you. Or you know, like, 
the mirrors that have like the really bright lights, like that's bad sometimes. Cause then you're like, well, what's up? Cause if you're pulling from your eyebrows, your eyelashes, like the more magnified you can look at something, the like the deeper you can fall into that space. So like maybe like, okay, I need to, I need the, the lights to be different in here. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. thinking creatively of like, how am I going to set myself up for success? So for me, because I pulled from my hair, my head, it was like baseball hats in every single room. I'm a Red Sox fan. So I had Red Sox hats everywhere. I bought like four. And there was like one in my car and a beanie for the winter time. And I just wore hats everywhere. And I just got over the fact that my hair wasn't going to look cute because I had hat hair all the time. But I would rather have hat hair than no hair at all. So I hats like everywhere next I I um sort of pinpointed where my pulling zones were so it was like in bed before like right before bed scrolling on your phone read mm-hmm. even in front of the tv on the couch and in my car those are like my three main pulling spots I wasn't pulling in public really I think I just like my brain switched off and like I was aware that I was around other people it's really tends to be a private thing mm-hmm. and so I find your zones you know if it's the bathroom like do something change that routine that you have so you can like set yourself up for like success it's like cool in and out boom mm-hmm. lips I'm getting out of here you know yes. and it's like you say that and it sounds easy when you say it out loud but it does take practice and mm-hmm. people are like practice makes perfect I'm like I think practice makes permanent like just keep practicing mm-hmm. you're never going to be perfect at anything like unless you're some like child prodigy or Pavarotti, I don't know. But like, just doing something it keeps that routine and it makes it a more permanent thing in your life. So yeah, mm-hmm. those, are, those are my pro tips. <laughs> well, I asked you before we wrap up, it's been amazing talking with you. Um, <laughs> what would be some advice you would give someone who's on the verge of wanting to share about their trick? Mm. Yeah, I think that's like, so I, I made this document. It's in my bio if people want to check it out. I also saw someone was asking about the Facebook group. I don't know if you're still watching person, but DM me and I will share the Facebook group with you. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, um, I, oh, my gosh. What did you just ask me? My brain just froze on the verge of, oh, sharing with someone. Sorry. I think so. I wrote this document that has like all my like I break it down to like six things of like how I stopped and that's like everyone will see my um, transition photos like before and after and they just go how did you stop and like Mm -hmm. great question very complicated answer right so I tried to like break it down and I'm sure people ask you all the time like how did you do this or how did you do that I'm like it takes a long long time like how did the Olympians become Olympians like they started when they were three years old (laughs) it's like a long process but I tried to make it simple. And one of my last pro tips of like managing your trick is sharing with people. And that is not, I'm like, Hey guys, this pro tip is not for everybody. Like, yeah, am I still alive? Oh gosh. Sure. Yes. Like you might not be ready for this, this seat, this part. But I think if you're on the verge, like just do it. Like just be like Nike, just do it. Find right person to share with even if it's just one person and that person could be a stranger I've had several people from all over the world actually from Malaysia and Thailand and England and all over the U.S. message me which is so insane and they they just shared with me because I was a person that was unbiased I don't know their life like 
that's sort of what therapy is, right? You want that unbiased professional opinion. That's why I always suggest that. Maybe it is a therapist is the first person you share with or your doctor. But if you're on the verge, like pick, a, pick the right person. And I think when you find the right person, you're going to know that, per you're, like, you're going to know it's the right person because they've either been in your life for a long time, or you know that they're trustworthy. You've shared other in, like, intimate things with them before, and they've handled it really well. So I think that is, like, the biggest piece is finding the right people, but also, like, finding a group of people as well. Like, I always recommend that Facebook group is, like, that empowered me to be like, I know I'm not alone. And I know that because I shared in college, because I shared with my friend, I was able to share in front of my classroom. And that girl was able to stand up and share in, in front of the class. And then when I shared it on Facebook, I like came out on like the, it was in October, like in October a couple of years ago, like publicly announced to everyone on my Facebook page. Not like I have a bajillion friends, but I was like, this is a great way to let everybody know. And like all my random extended family as well. Like, yikes. Hi, guys. Um, but like when I shared it and publicly, I got all these messages of people like, I have shirt too. I didn't know that you had this. I, like it just opens up a door for freedom. Like to me, it's sharing is freedom. What you're doing gives people freedom i'm sure it gives you freedom and even though like trick will still be a part of our lives like this just breathes freedom into your life because you're able to like remove the power of trick you know it's not something that holds you down and there's like fresh air that waits for you to share with someone because then you're not carrying it alone and we're not meant to carry these burdens alone like with the pandemic and COVID, like we've all been siloed and isolated and quarantined, you know, like we've been forced apart and that has not been healthy for so many people. But that like, I think that just reinforces it, right? Like we're community built, like we're made for community. We're made mm -hmm. to share our burdens with people. So that's my like preachy soapbox. <laughs> like okay. if you haven't thought about sharing with someone, you should because and you don't have to share with your Facebook. You don't have to put it on Instagram. Like, you don't need to do those things. There are other people out here being super brave, like Barbara, like crushing it and writing amazing poetry and publishing books. Like, there are other people that can do that that you might not be able to do yet. And that's fine. And there's no, there's no rule that says you have to get there eventually. But I think sharing with one person, just one, mm -hmm. is, a, is a huge leap into, like, healthy behavior. You know, like... It's not something that you should feel alone with. It's not something you should battle by yourself because there are people in your life that love you and like care about you and think that you're beautiful and badass and like they're going to support you. And it feels like they're not gonna because your brain has told you that you're a freak and you're crazy and you're ugly and like all of these things, but no one would ever, none of your friends would ever say that about you. So it's like that hard, right? It's a mental barrier of like, okay, how do I start doing this? How do I start my weight loss journey? How do I start my recovery, my trick pull-free journey? How do I, you know, start to finally pick up my dirty smelly socks? Like it just takes, it takes that first tiny step. So that's my like last pro tip for people because it's not easy. Like I think the other things you can practice pretty well over time. But sharing with someone is terrifying. I, every time I share, like this to me, it's kind of scary. You know? <laughs> Just a handful of folks like watching, but I know other people will watch later. Like it's still 
freaky, <laughs> but it's so, it's so lovely at the same time. That's why <laughs> pre-G oh. rambling of us. <laughs> I love it. Well, Leanne, congratulations again on Thank being you. beautiful free. I would love to have you on again. Soon. Oh yeah. I know. I feel like I want to interview you. Has anyone interviewed you yet? Not like a trick person. Can we, can we interview you next time? Like, I've got lots of questions for you because you do great. Like, you have your set questions, but I'm like, I want to ask her questions because she's just, like, layered, and I love that, and I want to know more about why you're wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, another friend of mine, she uh also reached out to me on instagram when i was posting and she was like hey what's up and never told anybody like i have this thing it's not super intense but like she sent me a gift today <laughs> she sent me a like it was so sweet it was like a little troll pen that had crazy hair which is funny because i woke up this morning and had i was like it's me oh. <laughs> and, like, back mirror to like make sure my hair looks good and like a hair mask and candy it was so, so nice. So I, I'm not sure if she's watching, but hello, friend. You're lovely. And I love you. You're so sweet. It was really, it was really cool. But like that to me is like crazy. The fact that I chose to share made someone else feel encouraged. And then I made a new friend and I got really silly gifts from it, which is so cool. That's awesome. Well, yeah. yes, I would love I to. An interview you because I would love for other people to know like yeah I want to know more about your journey I know you share like I was I'm watching I'm like trying to like I was like zooming through the interviews like where is she talking I want to hear what she has to say that's so, so cute pick a day girl and we'll I'll do an interview with you oh that's wonderful thank you I really appreciate it yeah this was right, awesome well, have a great day. And yeah chat with <laughs> sounds good lady thank you so much Thank you. Everyone, Bye. buy her book. Go buy her poetry book. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See you later. See you. Bye.